Welcome to the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast. I'm your host, Sam Young. This is part two of the two-part series about duties of a Christian. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Last episode, we were diving in to duties of a Christian. Now, we've narrowed it down to about five. Of course, there's a lot more. Uh, We'll go ahead and recap real quick the first three. And that is, number one, being prayer. It's having that personal communion and conversation with God. More than just, you know, vain repetitions or reciting the Lord's Prayer or uh, that good night prayer you would maybe teach your kids. But rather, it's about having a relationship with the Redeemer and having conversations with the Creator, making Christ personal. Uh, The second one would be reading and studying. Whether that be reading a psalm and trying to gain encouragement from the psalm, or really diving into some of the weightier matters of the law, as the Bible say. Uh, The Bible says in 2 Timothy uh, the second chapter, verse 15, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that uh, needeth not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. It's good to know why we believe what we believe, not just uh, take the cop out of, well, that's just what my bio, my uh, church teaches, or it's just what my pastor says, or that's just how I was raised. No, it's good to know why we believe what we believe. And if someone asks, we can find the reference points to show them that this isn't just a matter of opinion, but rather it's a matter of God's commandments. And having those two things leads into number three, and that's witnessing. God has called us to be many things, a minister of reconciliation, a prayer warrior, but also an evangelist. And that doesn't mean that uh, you need to know the Bible uh, through and through and know all the begats and the lineages and everything to be able to be useful in God's hand. No, but you, you grow in your knowledge by one, spending time with God, both in prayer and in reading, and thus you're able to show people what it's like to have a relationship with God, not just call yourself a Christian, something just to put uh, at the, just a way to describe yourself or maybe in your Instagram bio, but rather it's who you are. It is what uh, makes you. And you'll be able to explain to people in a very attractive way, making attractive the way some people put it, to show people what it's like to be a Christian and to know God on a personal level. But what is number four? It's a very important one, and that's attending church. And this isn't uh, anything outside of just what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about it? Let's just start there. It's not about matter of opinion or anything, but what's the Bible say? The Bible says in Hebrews 10 and verse 25, it says, that not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching. There are roughly 168 hours in a week. We can spend between maybe three to five, maybe even six hours in total in church. And then the rest of that time we are facing the dark, sinful world. See, we can come to church 
not because we have to so much, but it's to physically get away from the world for just a few short hours, a few moments, you know, to throw off the burdens of life and then give them to Christ or share them with one of God's wonderful people. And we come to hear testimonies of how God has worked in each other's lives. Those testimonies could be, you know, verbally or through songs. We also come to hear the word of God, to be challenged, uplifted, encouraged, and ultimately to edify Christ, to uplift each other. Also to worship the Lord for his goodness and his mercy. And to be reminded of where we would be if it wasn't for Christ and who we are now because of him. What does David say? See, he was talking about in Psalms about how he was just fretting about how uh, it seems the evildoer or his enemies were succeeding. They're doing so well. But then he went to the house of God, he said, and I realized their end. Sometimes coming to church isn't, well, I need to go and, and listen to a message, but it's to go to be reminded to get in the right perspective. We can't say that we can be successful if we don't do reading, praying, understanding, getting a under, better understanding of who Christ is, the mysteries of the gospel we've heard throughout the Bible. Paul, I think different ones have said, to understand the, the mystery of the gospel. And as I always say, is that God created us to be in community and Luckily, he created congregations, buildings where we could congregate <laughs> to, to have that community. I'm not saying if, if those that are shut in and maybe aren't able to make it to the service that they're not going to make it, you know, to make heaven their home. No, but it is such an important thing, which we can get into that in a different episode about how uh, us as the maybe the, the younger generation or whatever, the, the able-bodied can bring the service to them. But again, that's a different episode. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 11 through 12 says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For what? The perfecting or the completing of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You see, we have a responsibility as God's people to take care of God's people. <laughs> see, whether that be with our talents or whatever it may be, they're given to us to not do as the unjust servant did and hide them in the ground, but to cultivate them, to reinvest them so that we can be profitable, if you will, in the kingdom of God. Psalms 150 and 4. This is, uh, this is my psalm. It says, praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments. For me, I, I personally make a joyful noise with a guitar and, and try to sing. For others, it may be uh, playing the piano or maybe just singing a cappella or some other avenue with which God can edify and encourage his people. And you can really kind of lump four and five together, that being attending church, be physically there if possible. But also number five is that while there, encouraging the church which you see if you if you take a moment you realize if you if you're being consistent in your prayer and you're taking the time to read and to study it, it breeds uh the ability 
or the the desire and maybe even the uh what's the word i'm looking for the uh confidence to witness which then you can come into service and tell people about that or maybe you come to service and learn how to be a better witness to share people what this little hope that's tucked away in you and me see the world is searching and craving for the very thing that you've come to maybe even take for granted. I, I've been guilty of that. The world is out there crying out. They're, they're, they're trying every different avenue to find the very thing that we have. We've had for such a long time. And we have a responsibility not only just to God's people, but to those around us to continue in the work of God and being a spiritual resource and being ready when God calls for us. Romans 15 says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, not to please ourselves. Uh, you might notice in previous episodes or as we continue on this journey together that I mentioned about mental health and being uh, considered a generation Y, millennial, however you want to call it, it seems like that seems to be the growing epidemic among uh, God's people, especially young people. I saw a quote, I might have shared this before, that maybe if we got rid of, of the, the facade of grumpy teenager, Maybe these teenagers would be more willing to talk about how they're feeling and, and be more comfortable talking about their mental health. What do they say when it comes to those that are dealing with within a situation of abuse? It's always the ones you least expect. You least expect that, oh, I would have never thought that this person was in a, an abusive relationship or is a child of an abusive relationship. So we need to be very careful and very mindful of our conversation with each other because God's people are, are fighting wars that we know nothing about. And we need to be where we need to be as God's people in order to uplift those. I'll say it once and I'll say it a million times. If we are not able to help those within the building, then what's the use of even expecting to help those who are outside of the building? If we are unable to help those within our midst and encourage them and help them to stay spiritually strong and spiritually healthy, then how do we expect to be of any help? to those outside who don't congregate. Paul goes on to say, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. He says in verse 6, that ye may be of one mind, one mouth, glorify God, even the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive you one another as Christ also received us unto the glory of God. See, we are called, not suggested, hey, you mind doing this? No, God called us to bear one another's burdens. The song says, we are not heavy, for he is my brother. 
I will stand by your side and defend you in this battle you're facing today. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and we're going to finish off this series uh, just for a few more moments. Uh, my name is Sam Young and this is the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast. We'll see you after the break. Hello. Hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to invite you to join the conversation. You have a question, a comment, concern, suggestion, shoot me an email at morpodcast at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram at the underscore M-O-R underscore podcast. All the links are in the description. Now let's get back to today's episode. And welcome back to the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast. I'm your host, Sam Young. Before the break, we were diving in uh, to number four and number five of the five-part list of duties of a Christian. And that being attending church, being within the building, taking time to uh, join in to the refuge that is you know, the church building. And then while there encouraging the church and, and taking time to take part and be active uh, within the congregation. But I wanted to share a story uh, of something, of a video I saw a while back. A couple years ago, I was really f- uh, fascinated or focused on the whole atheist versus Christian debate, how, uh, I wa- how I went from being an atheist to a Christian and vice versa. And there was a video uh, that I came across a specific YouTuber, and he leans more to the atheist side, and he said, "Why I decided not to be a Christian anymore? I I found, or I realized, I don't longer believe in God." And he did preface it by saying, "This isn't the main reason, but it certainly didn't help." Uh, so he was uh, dealing with a lot of uh, depression, anxiety, and different things like that. And one day he was at service. He went to service and it was the beginning of the service. You know, people are, you know, talking and whatnot. And uh, someone come up to him and say, we'll say his name's Dave. said, hey, Dave, how you doing today? And the guy says, well, I'm not doing too good, actually. I'm doing pretty bad, if you, if I can be honest. There was a pause. And the individual like, oh, okay, just kind of tapped him on the shoulder and just, all right, see you later, Dave. And Dave in the story said that, Again, that wasn't the main reason, but I don't want nothing to do with that. You see, the 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 beauty, <laughs> it's tongue-in-cheek, of, of being within a congregation of people that not everybody is going to be doing fine at the same time. Kind of the main reason why coming to service, being able to be in service in one way or another whether that's being physically there or, you know, from a, a Zoom or a, some sort of live feed, or even uh, we have a thing where you can do uh, like a WebEx where it's basically uh, like a group phone call and people can listen into the service. The, the reason why it's so important because, again, a lot of us may have this stained glass masquerade putting on a facade, but maybe inside we're broken and we're hurting and, and, I mean, like the song uh, Casting Crown sings, broken together. 
and of course the the premise of that song is about a husband and wife how you know they've each had some sort of hardships and they they stick you know stick together and they find comfort in each other and helping each other and the same way can go for for Christ and and for well yeah Christ but for God's people and that is that we are dealing with some sort of brokenness not specifically sin but can be that but not specifically sin but uh, some sort of brokenness, a hardship, a trial, something heavy, whatever it may be, is that we, you know, we we come together so we can encourage them. See what this this brother should have done for Dave, the uh, you know the 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 eventual atheist, and say, okay, let's go talk about it. Let's go, let's go. You know, well, service starts in five minutes. Well, hey. You know, that's what we're here for. Yeah, service is important, but let's go talk. Let's try to maybe get another brother in there or, or, or maybe if it's sister in there, whatever it may be. And let's try to let's try to help. Let's see if we can, you know, help you out in some way. Being a minister of reconciliation, as we've talked about in a previous episode about uh, this act, the, the opposite of being a minister of reconciliation is being an elder of excommunication. The individual in this story who basically gave Dave a cold shoulder while he wasn't uh, maybe exhibiting all of the traits we've talked about, about being an elder of excommunication in so many words, he was still getting the same result. He was still being more of a tool of the devil than he was a resource for God. See how important that is? Not to, Again, he admitted, Dave will say again, he admitted that that wasn't the reason why he just gave up on believing in God and, and all that stuff. But it certainly was a part of it. And this is, this is going to be close. I hope you're listening. I don't want to be guilty of that. And may God help us that we're not guilty of committing the exact same. It is a sin transgression even putting a stumbling block or some sort of uh, some sort of uh, just stumbling block in the way of our brother and sister a hindrance we do not want to have a hindrance so this concludes the two-part series of Duties of a Christian. If you have any that we might have missed, go ahead and shoot me an email. Our email address is morpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore mor underscore podcast. Again, that's the underscore mor underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, all of that's in the show notes. And please also... Take the time to to share, uh, to like, to rate. Give us those five stars because with God's help, uh, those five stars help boost us on the algorithm. So hopefully, you know, this podcast can reach, you know, a couple more people. <laughs> so again, my name is Sam Young, and this has been the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast. Please stay tuned. By God's grace, we have some pretty cool stuff uh, coming down the pike. Again, my name is Sam Young. This is the Ministers of Reconciliation podcast, and always remember, God bless and stay yes. We'll see you next time.